Hello, hello, hello. I'm getting a little more comfortable at this, if you can't tell. <laughs> so uh, you're probably going to hear my true self just uh, creeping out. Just kidding. Anywho, today I'm so excited because I have my friend Kate Ambers on and she is just so cool. You guys are going to totally love her if you don't know her already. She is the owner of Soul Dresser Retreats. She is starting a retreat company for hairdressers all about wellness, mindfulness, getting yourself right in Costa Rica and then scattered across the United States. So super cool. Can't wait for her to share that with you guys. We're also talking about blazing your own trail as a hairdresser and figuring out what that path looks like to you and being authentic while you're doing it. Kate and I met last year at Bayou St. Blonde, and now this year we're both members of the Conscious Collective with the Left Brain Group, and it's so cool how that came full circle, but we'll tell you a little bit about how the conversation we're having today is pretty much the same conversation we had the first time we met at a bar, so plug in, tune out, and have fun listening to this really cool conversation with Kate Ambers. Welcome, Kate, to Limitless Hairdresser. How are you doing today? Hey, Kelly. I'm great, and I'm so happy and excited to be here, so thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you for being here. We're so excited to talk to you today and get to little get to know a little bit more about what you've got going on, girl, over there in California. Yeah, I'm really excited. Thanks again for having me. And I am so excited that we can do this over the internet, being so far away from each other. So thanks. I know. So cool. So cool. So let's get started by just finding out a little bit more about Kate Ambers. Tell us a little bit about your journey as a hairdresser, how you got here. And and then we're going to jump into some of the cool stuff you got going on. Um, man, it feels like such a time warp because I, this is my eighth year doing hair and it feels like such a long time, but also it happens so fast. Um, but I am Paul Mitchell trained. I went to Paul Mitchell and I turned around and became a Paul Mitchell educator and went straight into the salon and worked my way up. And in the last two years, I kind of really came into my own as a hairdresser, really accelerating and cutting and educating and dipping into color a little bit more. Um, And then the last year or so, I really knew I wanted to create my own business, but I knew for so long that I didn't want to own a salon. And I think a lot of people think that that's like the next step organically. Like you get to this kind of peak and you're like, okay, you know, I'm flowing in the salon, I'm booked out, I'm successful. Now what? And everyone's like, well, why don't you own your own salon? And I just knew that that wasn't my type of leadership. That wasn't what I was called to do. But I really, really have an entrepreneurial kind of mindset. And I wanted to own my own business. So I kind of struggled in really finding my direction. And I went on a retreat about a year and a half ago, my second or third retreat. And I came home and I kind of had this idea where I really knew I wanted to create an experience like that for hairdressers. And I got really, really into the idea of travel and the idea of spirituality. So I created Soul Dresser Retreats and 
It's a wellness empowerment retreat just for hairdressers, teaching balance through meditation, yoga, and coaching workshops. So I am here now today um, owning my own business a year and a half later, and our first large retreat is in Costa Rica this February 2019. So um, it's been a long journey, but I'm here, and also it's flashed by, so um, I'm grateful. I love it that you're touching on that because I think that's okay first of all soul dresser retreats is like the coolest name I've ever heard (laughs) (laughs) I'm like yes that's amazing and uh, I love what you're doing with that I think that's so cool but I think it's so interesting that you said that because I have felt the exact same way about the salon owner path like Mm -hmm. you reach this point in your career and you're going what next Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, and sometimes you look around at, you know, you, if you want to become more successful or you're hungry for something else and you think, or it has been this path of open a salon. That's probably mm-hmm. why we have like 17 million salons in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're a hairdresser? Yeah, I'm a salon owner too. I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. It's like so, so many people, including myself, went down that path so I can totally totally relate. Well I think our hair ancestors kind of that was their only option but now oh I watching... love that hair ancestors <laughs> <laughs> um, you know as hairdressers <clears throat> excuse me that was their only option I mean or that was kind of what they told themselves and I just knew I didn't want to do that but I look at millennials and we as a generation have just kind of thought really outside of the box, you know, kids aren't going to college anymore or they're creating jobs. And I mean, jobs today didn't exist five years ago and jobs in another five years won't exist today. We're just kind of coming up with new alternatives. And I see that in the beauty industry as well. And I think it's so cool to be a part of that next wave, that next generation and watch other hairstylists do things completely different, step away from brands, um, step away from big education centers and do their own thing. And I thought, I want to do that. I want to be a part of that. And maybe owning a hair salon isn't the only option. And once you kind of think outside that bubble, a whole world of possibilities kind of opens up. And it was fun to be a part of that and also see and be in encouraged by others who are doing it as well yeah totally I'm really starting to notice that it's like especially in California all of you California ladies are just killing it I'm like can I I disagree it's so funny because I see it on the east coast and I'm like hey I want to be over there (laughs) well I think we're just all finding each other yeah and it's just kind of I agree we've talked about social media it's so nice because I can connect or we as you know a community can connect with other people that normally we wouldn't get to know. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, 10 years ago, I wouldn't know of hairdressers on the East coast unless I physically went there. So it's really awesome to have social media be such a tool for communication. 100%. I totally agree. It's like this whole new era of opportunity for hairdressers and I think what you're on to and what so many other people that, you know, 
for a while, it feels like you're kind of alone, right? Mm -hmm. You have these ideas and you're like, ooh, this could happen and this could happen. And then you're like, but how are we going to make this happen? And what I'm finding so much, especially developing Limitless Hairdresser and my personal brand and, and my message is that finding the people who are in alignment with my core values and beliefs are carrying me 100%, 100%. Because it's scary whenever you start talking about things that aren't the typical or aren't the how they've always been. You know, if we would have started having these kind of conversations, you know, a couple of years ago and there wasn't this community, it might not have taken off. It might not, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like ready. It was like, it was like brewing, (laughs) really Mm -hmm. brewing here. And now it's coming to fruition. And, and I think it's so cool um, that social media especially has allowed us to find that voice and find that network of people absolutely absolutely because I think once you start elevating you know a lot of famous kind of entrepreneurs and motivational speakers talk about this where as you start elevating your career your life your spirituality as start as you start bettering yourself, you'll start to kind of pull away from certain people in your life. And that's okay, but it can be pretty lonely, you know, mm-hmm. like as you're kind of growing and pushing past your comfort zone, other people kind of fall behind and it starts growing a gap and you start noticing, you know, people are kind of exiting your life for whatever reason. And you kind of do feel a little ostracized and you try to find people who are like you and it can be really difficult to make new friends or find that Mm -hmm. in a community. And I am so, so grateful for social media. I I used to have this like really negative connotation with social media and I had to kind of change my mindset around that because now I really do see it as a tool for connecting with people who are like-minded and who are on a, similar path as I am because I can really connect with them and use that for motivation. Yeah, social media has really been an awesome tool to connect me with people who are on the same path as I am, who may not be physically around me in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. or my local area, but I can connect with them from a distance and really, really align myself with them. I know. I, I love that about social media. And, you know, it gets a bad rap sometimes, but at the end of the day, we're all still hanging out there. <laughs> <laughs> I realize, like, social media is ruining the world, and we're, like, also <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> you know? So I think if we can just, like you said, shift our minds around the, the opportunity that we have with it instead of creating it into this negative Uh, experience that Mm -hmm. things are really going to change things could really open up and you know one thing that I have noticed especially in the hair industry is that a lot of you know the evolution of what social media has been for the hairdresser right I don't know Mm -hmm. what your social media looked like five years ago Mm -hmm. but (laughs) mine did Mm -hmm. not did not look the way it does today and 
you know, it's like you get a, like somebody gifts you this shiny new tool and you have no idea how to use it. So you just start coming up with ideas and then, you know, you're going to mess up a lot and you're going to be probably, you know, you have no idea what you're doing. And so you just have to learn. And I think that's what it is happening within our industry right now is we're like learning how do we use this gift for good Mm-hmm. And also, like, what the heck are we even? Sp- what what can we do with it? Not what should we do with it? Because I don't I don't think that there's something that that actually, you know, how do I put this? Should be done because it's everyone's going to use it differently. But how can can it, each individual use it to the best benefit for themselves and everyone around them? And it's really interesting to see that evolve. Because it started off with just hair, right? And now we're realizing, and this has been a lot of the conversation, is we're realizing that we are doing way more, way more than just the balayage or just the haircut. I think it's like with anything else, right? Like, how can I put my light into this? And I think you think about how can I all of our work, whether you're a hairdresser, whether you're a chef, whether one of my favorite shows is um, Chef's Table, because these chefs just put their heart and soul into this plate. And it's art and it's science and it's love and devotion. And I'm like, I want to be like that, you know, and it's so and I, we are in whatever industry we are doing or creating. It's how can we put more light into it? And so when we received this tool of social media, it we were like, like anything new, kind of against it or for, you get excited and then you kind of hate it and then you love it again. And I think now we're learning how do we put more light into it? How can we use it to better ourselves and better other people and share the goodness of our hearts? Um, and I think that goes with hair too. How can we turn this haircut into an overall experience, into a conscious experience, into a gift and put light into it. So I think it's been beautiful to actually share experiences and thought and emotion into social media rather than just a plain photo. 100%. And one of our eight principles of being a limitless hairdresser is called artistic expression. And it's funny that you say that about the food, because when I was writing the eight principles, I thought, okay, artistic expression, what is that? Like, what is that? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, people want a good haircut. Like, you can't just be, like, a really nice person and super present and all of this, but you just (laughs) suck. Hack off all their hair. Yeah, I mean, right? They, uh, I mean... I'm just saying it it has to kind of come full circle. Um, And one of the things in artistic expression we were talking about is what makes people feel good. And that's presence. It's being in the moment with that person exchanging energy. And I related it to having a home cooked meal. Like you can actually feel love and attention put into a home cooked meal, just like you're talking about that show. Mm-hmm. And then you go to like, you know, Arby's or something, some <laughs> kind of, you know, Taco Bell. I don't know what you're into. And it's just different. You can taste a difference. You can feel a difference in the energy that is behind it. And 
I think that that's kind of like the, the mwah that I don't even think it has yeah. a word. That's the, that's yeah, the key. Like the zing. That's the thing. Like a feel. A feel yeah. of love. It's yeah, the feeling absolutely. that's coming behind the haircut. It's the feeling that's becoming coming behind the words. It's the feeling that's coming behind all of that. And I think that that's the ticket and that's the thing that we as hairdressers are at the time right now where we're ready to tune into that. Tap into mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just went a little crazy on that one, but <laughs> no, it's consciousness. <laughs> yeah, expand our consciousness collectively to, yeah. to make this thing yeah. make this thing move and grow. Mm-hmm. For sure. Kind of like a home cooked meal. Yeah. Just go cook now some I'm food hungry. with some love. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> What's for Um, yeah, totally. I don't know where we're going with that, but it was good. <laughs> no it's beautiful I I agree I agree it's the energy that you put into it it's you know the light so I guess it kind of to to flow into that I know that we've talked a couple of times and you've told me about your journeys and you know going to Thailand and all of these these other places around the world um, and really honing in and working on your spiritual practice um, and focusing on wellness, how do you, how could you um, like maybe share with us how that has impacted your work behind the chair and also your choices and decisions on growing Soul Dresser? Mm. Um, yeah, that, so kind of speaking to your art of express or expression of art, um, I, it's funny because when we, when you said present, that is exactly what it was. I, for the first kind of, I would say probably five years of my career, maybe four, I would just come to work. I was all about the numbers. Mm -hmm. I was just, I'm very analytical. I would look at my numbers and say, okay, I've got 18 services this week. I need to get to 25. I need to sell this amount of product and I want to be this percentage booked out. And I was just like grinding, right? Very masculine energy. And which is great. And, you know, the Tony Robbins and the Grant Cardones of the world, they teach that, like, just put 10% in grind, 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 get to the top faster than anybody else. And so I was just this kind of like little machine pumping out haircuts. (laughs) But I wasn't present like what with my art with my mm. technique I was just like I gotta you know a robot be, yes I, I was very tactical but emotionally and consciously just not present at all and I woke up one day and I wanted to travel to I wanted to just travel and I had this beautiful opportunity to go on a yoga retreat to India for almost three weeks and I got to India and I did all the things, a meditation, yoga, I saw a psychic, we did Reiki, I took a Reiki class and became a Reiki master. I mean, I did all of these energy and consciousness awakening tools. And this was the first time I really dug deep into my spiritual practice. And when I returned home, it completely changed my view of hair and how I wanted to run my business. And 
it was no longer at all about numbers. In fact, I, I was doing less services because I came home and I took all of my services and lengthen them in time. So a haircut could go from 45 minutes to an hour and 15. And I just gave, and I started giving all of my clients this like unconditional love and attention. And I got real with myself outside of the salon as well and took my own spirituality really seriously and made a commitment to myself and my, in my own practice. And my career grew tenfold. My clients just really felt connected with me. They were referring me people. They were, you know, booking more often and selling more product or purchasing more product. And I wasn't, I kind of also stopped selling product. I really wasn't like going after the sales. I was just being more conscious on what I was putting on my clients and talking about it in a more conscious way and doing everything with love and I got here and I charge a lot for a haircut. I'm booked out solid and still growing. And I don't think I would have gotten to a very successful place if it wasn't for that. And I don't think I could have started an entire business. Well, I couldn't have on mm-hmm. conscious awareness if it wasn't for that. But in to me, the spirituality came not in my dedication only in the salon, but the dedication to myself for my daily practice. So meditating daily, going to yoga, taking care of my body physically, mentally, spiritually, inside and out, you know, clean eating, eliminating as many toxins as I can from my environment, and just being aware of my surroundings has just made my business and my life so bountiful and I think that that has just played a huge role in my life and career that's really beautiful I love it <laughs> I think that the, one, the I'm like oh, I love you Kate um the one thing that I'm, I'm kind of like hearing you say is soloing down like yeah you're, you're, and I think that that's the fear that's that's the thing like that's what the hairdressers who for me want to be successful absolutely and I think we were taught you know and and again I was talking about the masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. and I want to touch back on that because there's a place for both and it is that yin yang Mm -hmm. and so I've that is the key that I have learned to success for me and this doesn't have to be for anybody else but this on my journey was pairing the two and making sure that they are pretty balanced. So there's the masculine energy that is the hustle and the grind and the go, 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 which there's a beautiful place for that. But remembering that it has to be in balance with the feminine energy, which is going internal and doing the conscious work. And the conscious work is visualization, journaling, manifestation, power of thought, power of language, and energy and making sure that those two are aligned and for the longest time I would go in these pendulum swings of okay grind 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 and then I would kind of stop grinding and just journal 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 Mm -hmm. and 
try and manifest, 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 Mm -hmm. but not like really put any hard work in or like physical work in and just do all this conscious work and, you know, try and say like, well, how come I didn't win that million dollars I was trying to manifest (laughs) or how come, you know, my books aren't doubling. And it's the combination of the two that, that flow beautifully, but the masculine energy continued to tell me to work harder, work more physically. And when I balanced that with conscious work, slowing down, taking time and putting more love and energy into things is the perfect harmonization of the two is when my business then became extremely successful. So it is being, I love Eckhart Tolle and he talks so Mm -hmm. much about stillness Mm -hmm. and that the in stillness or stillness is the language in which God speaks. Mm -hmm. So answers and guidance and truth come in the stillness and being present and slowing down. And so, but again, not slowing down so much that you're just not doing anything. It's the, the harmonization of both. Are you a Capricorn? No, I'm a Taurus. Taurus. Still an earth sign. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I feel like that is the hardest thing that has been for me is to be able to tap into that feminine energy. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, which is funny. We're both women. I am. Yeah. (laughs) We're, we're both women, uh, and very powerful, strong women, but sometimes it is tough for me to be soft and vulnerable, which in turn has led a lot of people to be, um, maybe feel like I have too high of expectations or I just, everything I do is so big or, you know, and it Mm -hmm. turns people off. So Mm -hmm. being able to tap into that slower, calmer, Mm -hmm. sweeter, kinder, more gentle version of myself. And I swear to God, having children has definitely helped with that. <laughs> so not saying like, go have a kid, but <laughs> maybe go be around some kids. No, but it, it has helped me to be able to be softer, like so- in my heart, but also mm-hmm. tough because you can't, um, what, what happens, what happened with me is that my heart is so soft and so open. So I'm like free, everything's coming in. And then so much can um, come in that then it starts to get a little bit messy and Mm -hmm. start to feel a little bit um, out of whack energetically, like doubt, unworthiness, fear, questioning, you know, because there's just so much and it's like happened too quickly so, like, you're talking about the pendulum swing. It's like you can't go, I mean, you can, from, you know, go, 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 go. I've got to work. I've got to plan. I've got to write all these things down. I've got to make all these goals. I've got to make lists. And I've got to do all these things. And i got to achieve them. And i got to do it now. To, I'm going to sit in my meditation room. And I'm just going to sit here and meditate all day, every day. And that's the only time that I can feel okay. Like, you can't, uh-huh. it, it's, it, you're not going to find that middle ground. Now, you can experiment with that and see what, what it's like. But merging the two mm-hmm. is, I think, where hairdressers are really gonna, going to start to see that magic happen. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to start seeing that high level of success with 
massive amounts of fulfillment mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of high level of success. I've talked to so many people who are just so successful and I'm like, dang, you have it all. And they're just like, yeah, it's another Naha award. Eh, it's another thing. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not enjoying it because there's still something that's not there. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy to think, but you know, we, we do that all the time with celebrities and stuff. We're like, man, they have it all. They must be so happy. And then they're committing suicide. Right. It, right. And it is really just being in the present moment. And one of my workshops that we teach in the retreat is just the power of gratitude. And I think that that is such a huge kind of grounding exercise mm-hmm. is and I do it every time I feel a little stressed out or feel a little overwhelmed or the pendulum is rocking way to the left or way to the right is just to sit down and write down three to five things that you're grateful for. You're not allowed to repeat any of the things. It's really to see what comes up because you start running out of the big things and the obvious things. And then you have to kind of dig deep for what you're grateful for. And that really kind of brings you back to awareness of now and what you've, what you've accomplished. Because I think people like you and I, who are just so driven, Mm -hmm. it's really easy to let our drive get in our own way. (laughs) Because as much as we want to be at the top of the mountain and we're like hiking and we're saying we're not there yet, we still have to pause and look at the bottom of the mountain and see how far we've come. Oh my god! And I think it's so hard to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do it all the time. It's so funny. I'm doing, um, so even right now I'm doing a 40 day yoga, a Kundalini yoga sadhana Mm. where we get up and we meet at 5 a.m., and do kundalini yoga. And if you guys haven't checked out kundalini yoga, you just should really try it. But it's part physical and then part spiritual. And I am watching myself and I'm so competitive, right? I'm, I'm in yoga, in life, with myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm on week two of getting up at 4.30 to be at class at 5 a.m., which I am not a morning person, so this is very challenging And I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, I have to do every exercise that we're doing. And I have to do every meditation. And I'm like, no, I can take child's pose. And I can love myself today and know that it's okay. And no one is judging me. And most importantly, I'm not judging myself. But it's this masculine, feminine energy where I now in yoga, when they have you hug up in a ball, you know, they're like, grab your knees and squeeze into a ball. So now every time I'm in yoga and we go into that little ball, I whisper sweet nothings into my ear, into my own ear, where I'm just like, Kate, you're amazing. You did a great job. I love you. Like little affirmations. Yeah. And it has changed everything for me because I am I am so competitive. And I am really hard on myself. And so it's just as like one moment every yoga class where I'm like, good job. <laughs> like be oh pre- present and grateful. And so again, just really balancing and squeezing in those feminine moments, mm-hmm. that feminine energy moment in between the masculine. I love that. So good. Yoga teaches us so much. Oh, I, I have know. learned this so much from yoga practice that 
I'm like, where was this when I needed you? Like totally. 15 years it, ago. Yeah. Um, but you wouldn't have heard it 15 years ago, right? No. Like, it wouldn't have been the right time. Well, that's the thing. Everything comes to you when it's the right time. And mm -hmm. the experiences that you've had have all led you to this, this place. So you have to be grateful for those too. Like all of the you know, quote unquote failures and all the times that felt like really hard or you're like down in the dumps. Those are the times that lead you to here. And mm -hmm. I, I've been listening to Gabby Bernstein a lot and um, working through one of her programs. And she, she talks a lot about, you know, being a spiritual teacher and helping other people. She's like, you cannot rob somebody of their rock bottom. Ooh, I love that. Ooh, yes. Like, you can't go around trying to help everybody heal like, you saved. I'm going to heal you. Like, you you can't do that because everybody has to have their own experience to be able to to have that um, that moment. And then later on, it'll all kind of come around to, to that individual person. Because if everybody's life was just simple and easy, you wouldn't know what it would be like to to have the opposite end of the spectrum and so I think then, that's such yeah. great advice because us as healers we do want to like save everyone from the oh, trauma or I've save them my tongue so many times I'm like oh honey yeah like, and we want so me. bad to like step in and but I love that for me I needed to hear that because I can really learn from stepping back so yeah the the old saying uh we have two ears and one mouth for a reason Mm. Got to listen mm. twice as much as you talk, mm -hmm. which is a struggle for me sometimes because I just have so much to say. <laughs> uh, hence why I have a podcast. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> oh, so funny. But um, funny thing about what you're saying about, you know, these affirmations to yourself to really harness that feminine energy. Unbeknownst to me, you know, putting it in that context, I'm like, oh, my God, that's what I was totally doing. But in one of the podcasts, I'm not sure in which order they're going to be released um, uh, in in correlation to this conversation, but um, one of the podcasts I recorded was about the inner dialogue and becoming more aware of what our inner dialogue is. And there's an exercise that we do um, in my Limitless Hairdresser workshop that goes through talking about and becoming really aware of the thought, the choice, and then the action of each individual time you become aware mm -hmm. and man once you slow your mind down and you realize what you are saying to yourself in those seventy thousand thoughts a day <laughs> it is crazy it's, it's crazy it's crazy um but realizing i think the beautiful thing about it is realizing that, we have that you have of... a choice you really do have a choice yes yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that it's also for like it's eternal <laughs> that dialogue yeah. will be I don't think we Forever. ever reach a point in our life where we have no more limiting beliefs or no more negativity in our mind like that the fear and the doubt and that conversation I don't think ever goes away yeah. and I love that you have that in your curriculum I built it into my curriculum in the empowerment retreats as well the first full workshop is letting go of limiting beliefs mm -hmm. and um but I like the word dialogue I think that that's beautiful because um I, I got this idea from I, I, I need to 
find the source of it. But in our workshop, we give it an alter ego. Mm-hmm. And so the workshop is actually called F off Becky. Okay, so you create, you, you identify them with multiple personalities. Yes. And so mine is Becky and she can kind of be really mean and ruthless. And so I kind of just tell her to screw off and it just is, it creates an awareness because I'll notice it happening because it's sometimes so well, subconscious. Becky's here. Yes, exactly. But most of the time, we don't even know she's around, right? We just like kind of like, oh, yep, here she is. And we just go with it. We flow with it. And we just let her talk. And I think just being aware of it and giving her an alter ego has allowed me to to recognize it and be like, oh, I'm doing it again. She's here. I got to, okay, refocus, shut her up, and let's get back to Kate. Mm-hmm. And so it's just created a... Would, no, would you quit Kate? as to like your higher self. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like to think so. <laughs> but I'm so glad that these are part of our business's curriculum and focus because they it don't is teach you such this in a baby school. No, or school. Or, or school or ever <laughs> or your parents cuz they didn't know. Right, well, some exactly. Maybe, some maybe those hippie parents knew. And this is what's so beautiful where I was saying earlier, I think maybe in a phone call with you and me, but that I read an article that millennials are the most conscious generation. And I love that. And I love being a part of it. And I love that this is now a part of our podcasts and books and, you know, workshops and your business and my business. And it's just really cool to talk about the inner dialogue. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when I had my salon and I was training hairdressers, we called them residents when they went through my training program. And the number one thing, and this was where a lot of my realizations happened, was when I'm, when working with other people or trying to be, I say trying because I tried really hard, to be in leadership, to be able to mentor these, these um, hairdressers and guide these hairdressers into having a successful career path and being happy and enjoying it and not going home at night beating a pillow thinking about how horrible they did that day or how that person wasn't happy or that one person looked at them a wrong way or that they forgot to do this or they forgot to do that and that's the inner dialogue that they are having and it was Mm -hmm. so sad to me I mean there's many tears many tears Mm -hmm. on both ends because it's so it's so sad you know, that was just one experience with an intimate group. But it's so it's so sad to me that that's what's ha- happening in, in our world. Mm-hmm. Not even just in the hairdressing industry, but in the world. That this mm-hmm. is what's going on in our minds. Because, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, right? Technology is just feeding us constantly. And I, I don't remember who said this. Um Oh, it might have been India when I was uh, talking with India Dunn. She said that social media is a breeding ground for judgment and insecurity. It's just a breeding ground for it. And I would even go as far to say the news. It's like oh, yeah. cultivating fear and anxiety. And Oh, I could start. I could go I mean, this, on. We could pers- talk about this. Yeah, I was like, this could be its own podcast. <laughs> but 
Um, but yeah, I think before even media or social media, I think it's just always been in media. And, and um, as a female, we're taught to be very competitive. Social media, we only show the snippets of our best life, you know, the highlights of our day. Mm-hmm. We don't show people, you know, oh, I tripped going down my stairs this morning. Let me tell you about that. Well, or if you watch my Insta story, you all- might see that. <laughs> Or, you know, I spilled coffee all over myself or I did a bad haircut today, actually. You know, like today I actually could have done a lot better than what I put on my pot or on my Instagram, you know. And so it's really easy for us to think that someone else's life is so perfect. Um, And compare. And compare. And I think also we don't celebrate um, like I think we are obsessed with happiness in America um, and in the world and now with media and television and Hollywood and movies and magazines, which is beautiful. Yes, you have to be happy, but we are human. We are spiritual beings having a human experience, which comes with all the range of emotions. And it is that yin yang. And we have to celebrate both and allow room for both. So if you're feeling fear or insecurity or sadness or anger, like live through that emotion, like push, you know, like move through it. Don't try and block it or hide it. And I think social media teaches us not to do that, right? Like don't post bad things. Don't post any negativity. And I'm not saying like live in that for too long, but definitely allow yourself to feel it and move past it. But I think we're so obsessed with being happy that we kind of, um, don't allow ourselves to have a bad day or have like some downtime. I love, I love that you're talking about that because it's something that I'm really intrigued by is that building a business or building a brand, you know, let's say hairdressers, mostly who are listening right now, are building their brand because that's what we have to do now. Just even if you're a commission salon stylist or if you're an independent or suite renter, it doesn't matter where it's moving is that you need to develop your own personal brand, which means you need to develop your own voice so that people before they sit in your chair or before they book you for a wedding or before they do anything like that, they know what it might be like to be with you. Mm -hmm. They know who you are. And with the concept of uh, everything being hyper happiness and hyper perfection on the internet, I'm, you know, I'm still working on this myself, trying to be authentic. And I feel like everything I put out No, I know everything that I put out is authentic. However, to other people, it may seem inauthentic because it's curated. Because, you know, if I'm just taking selfies of myself all day long and it's just snapshots of like literally in the moment, it's not going to look right. So, you know, and when you're building a business, it needs to be, you know, slightly pulled together version Mm -hmm. of authenticity Mm -hmm. which I think is fine um but bringing in that element of you know not talking about negative things or focusing or dwelling in the negative but how I mean I'm just curious about your perspective how do you think that we as collectively can bring in more of the realness because you know most of us are in a place like I am truly very happy person Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. maybe not two Mm -hmm. years ago but right now and mm-hmm. uh, I, I but want, that's beautiful. I so want you said two years ago, happiness, you know. But how do we bring in that element of 
I also have shitty day. Yeah. I think, I think talking, so you said two years ago, right? Like maybe not two years ago, talk about that journey. Like I think coming like, yes, we have bad days, but not living in the bad day, right? Mm -hmm. Like not becoming the victim of that bad day. Like, yeah, I had a bad day. I'm going to sit in it. It's going to be a bad day. I'm going to be in a bad mood, but I'm going to allow myself to be in that, but I'm going to come out of it. And then talk about like how you got out of it. Because so mm, the triumph just, story. Yes, yeah. Because I think not complaining. Exactly. Like, man, I had this bad day yesterday, but then I, you know, I'm here now, and I'm back to this like mm-hmm. place of comfortability and contentment. But it was uncomfortable yesterday, and I pushed through the uncomfortable or the discomfort. That's not a word. I pushed through the discomfort. <laughs> you just made it a word. <laughs> I made it a word. And. so I think talking about how you overcame your bad day is a beautiful way in a positive way to talk about maybe something that was a little negative Mm, in a more positive light I love that so if you're listening how you can bring in some real shit (laughs) talk about how you overcame persevered and triumphed through a situation that wasn't so ideal or a little salty yeah, I think that's great. Because honestly, we don't want to have, you know, everyone's so extreme in this world. Like mm-hmm. you're talking about the pendulum swift, swift shift. <laughs> that if we go from being, you know, you, it's like a hyper uh, motivational world right now, right? Everything is like, everybody's a life coach. Everybody's a, mm-hmm. you know, everybody like, knows everything about success and happiness and joy and fulfillment which I think is great I think it's great that people are putting that out there but um how to still hold on to that and be true to that but also bringing in you know the other elements I think is a great way to uh come across is more real mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then for those of you who might be listening and you're like I don't even know how to get there so how am I gonna post something about the triumph i haven't found the triumph yet you can come hang out with us yeah you out girl yes or boy <laughs> or, man, or, or woman <laughs> um awesome anyway i was saying about that pendulum swift totally squirrel uh is that <laughs> when we start you know coaching people or leading people and saying you know be authentic and talk more about the the struggles sometimes i feel like that's interpreted so literally that then people will start to post stuff about all of the heaviness and all of the bad stuff so literally instead of like you said coming out of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's finding that mm-hmm. well and i think yeah people will start to kind of live in it and yes. they'll kind of live in victimhood of it yes you know it's like oh it's like no 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 don't do that right right I'm like acknowledge that you had a bad day but now let's like climb the mountain to get back out of it and know that there are dips and you know ups and downs and to celebrate the the downs but coming out of the down you know like getting back up to in that constant like you know looking forward and looking towards the light looking towards positivity and kind of not but Seeking not pity. getting upset at yourself for having like a down day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the balance. It's all about balance. <laughs> okay, so whew, covering some ground today. I know we're getting <laughs> deep, getting deep in there. 
<laughs> Expanding some minds today. So uh, you mentioned, I, or I know you went to Tony Robbins, right? Mm-hmm. So did um, you, right? I did yeah. too. Yes. My husband and I went um, and a couple of my friends. It was, we all went together, but we had our own experiences separately. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like in a different area. Um, which is a fabulous program, Unleash the Power Within. Is that the one you went to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Loved mm-hmm. it. Um, what other kind of continuing education are you doing? Because I know that, like our continuing education is looking a little different these days. At least mine is. I'm like yoga, Reiki, meditation, personal mm-hmm. development, spiritual mm-hmm. leadership. <laughs> yes, yes, all of that. <laughs> um. Yeah, exactly what you just said. I do spiritual education, physical education. Tell I us a right bit about now your spiritual kind of, education because I know you do some really cool stuff over there. So yoga to me is just I mean it's like spiritual college, right? Mm-hmm. It's forever continuing education. And so I over the course of the summer I did a 50 class challenge which meant I did 50 classes in three months so it's about five times a week mm-hmm. so that was huge I learned a lot about myself um, so that I thought was going to be physical education but turned out to be very very spiritual um, right now I'm doing kundalini sadhana 40-day meditation at 5 a.m which is just such and I'm doing it with a group of friends there's there's a good little group of us about five of us and Similar to what you said about Tony Robbins, we each are doing the same practice, yet we're all having different experiences. And it's been really beautiful to share our experiences with each other because someone might have gotten something totally different out of it. And then also that human connection of just like, wow, I mean, our, our friends and our partners and our, you know, the people around our community can teach us so much. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I'm listen to books and podcasts. I've been going to different business seminars, um, how to, you know, build a business consciously. Um, I have, I still use destroy the hairdresser as my business coach and, um, yeah, we both went through the, yeah, the, the program. program with David. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Was he your, yeah. your coach? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. He's my coach still. And, Hi, David. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I've done um, some Jen, Jen Sincero from You Are a Badass. I've done a couple of her little webinars and her workshops. Oh, love her. Uh, I really, I really. I as funny I, as her. I know. She's so funny. I'm like, funny. oh, she just said that. And I'm like finding oh, I'm myself laughing. And I'm like, was, is that even funny? It's just the way she says everything is so great. Totally. I went and saw her at a book signing. So I, I met her in person and I was like such a fangirl, but she was cracking me up. I'm like, that's what I love. Like there's authenticity, right? Because I oh, think sometimes yes. we take ourselves way too seriously. Yes. And I love that she's just real and funny and down to earth. And I'm like, yes, okay, that like we can still have our personality without, you know, it, we shouldn't be a totally different person behind the chair than who we are with our friends and family. Uh, I mean, so. definitely a little more buttoned up. And, you know, there is professionalism to our career. But what did Andy call it? We were talking about that. We were like, it's not really – we were talking about the conversations that we um, may or may not be engaging in behind the chair. 
and I'm like, okay, well, is that professional? She was like, I don't think that we should really be calling it professional anymore, but clean. <laughs> Ooh, and I was like, yep, yes. I like that. Just keeping it clean, yeah. keeping it conscious, yeah. keeping it clean, keeping it intentional. But yeah. it doesn't have, like when I hear the word professional and I equate it with a hairdresser, I'm like, it seems eh. to me like button up <laughs> to the neck, black, uh, black oh, on God, black. black. Like black, black. Just, I hate it. Like I'm gonna go here and be my goth version of myself. I know. I always ask, like, why like do hairdressers all look like pirates? <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love my black. I definitely wear a lot of black, but yeah. you can't help it. I yeah, love it's black. just natural. It's slimming. Yeah, yeah. it is slimming. <laughs> I'm like, mm, I ate too many of those vegan cookies. I was like, put on black high waisted, and I'm like, look at that tummy tucker. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because I when I first started, I, I wanted to be professional. I want to be taken seriously. I was only like twenty years old, so I'm like, I want to be that person who these older women trust. And so, mm-hmm. took myself so seriously. In the, in the midst of it, was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I've lost my jokes. You know what? Too, <laughs> I think I'm over. I was overcompensating. Like, okay, so we're talking about education. This is beautiful because you just asked me, like, where's my continuing education coming from? Uh-huh. But I had, I, I put a post on this actually on my social media where I, for so long, overcompensated the fact that I wasn't in like a professional, quote unquote, professional career, mm. right? So I just didn't think I was like, I'm. It was like the whole like Greece, like beauty school dropout kind of mentality of like oh, hairdressers are just like, they just didn't want to go to college. And so I wanted to be like this, I like almost like was hyper professional and hyper like buttoned up because I wanted to prove to like my clients who worked for the state or Mm -hmm. lawyers or doctors that I was just as professional as them, you know, and I was just as like could be taken as seriously. And it's so funny because I've gotten so far away from that now and I I didn't graduate college. I went I went to college and I attended lots of college, but I never actually got my degree. Same. And for that mentally messed with me and limited me mentally for so or I allowed it to limit me mentally for so long. Mm-hmm. And so again, I think, you know, as as hairdressers, we for a while or maybe in the beginning of your career, you kind of like hyper or you over compensate like compensate for that insecurity or your unworthiness and now it's funny because I've done so much education outside of college but yet my clients are coming to me for advice coming to me for professional advice like spiritual advice life advice and it's so cool because these lawyers and doctors and um you know high-end clients are coming to me for advice and and professionalism and it's really really cool to think you know what I am very very smart and I am very educated and not the only and the only school is not the only source of education and and I'm not knocking college I think college is wonderful and it's beautiful I also think it's a little outdated with our technology today that's just not for everybody it's not for everyone. And it doesn't mean that if you didn't go to college that you aren't educated. Mm. Oh my gosh. So good. I think you like nail on the head for about 99.9% of people listening right now. And then for the 0.1% of you, you guys are just naturally 
little star angel hairdressers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got it. Tell us something. Yeah. But I would say collectively as an industry, if you went into a room of like 5,000 hairdressers and said, who here didn't graduate from college? Probably, I would say maybe more than 80% would raise their hand. And if you said, who <laughs> went to college but didn't graduate, probably like the whole room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy because so many of us, we, we're like, we're trying to do what we think we should do. We're trying to make it happen. Like what everybody thinks that this cookie cutter life should look like we're trying to do it but we just didn't fit we just Mm -hmm. something just didn't fit and that Mm -hmm. is okay and Mm -hmm. getting past that as you are a hairdresser it's tough yeah because and you know we're doing it to ourselves we're doing it to ourselves but you know how to break that break that habit and I think it's it's becoming a lot easier now because so much because of I think social media and because of technology, hairdressers are having more confidence. They're having more education at their fingertips. If you live in a small town and in, in the middle of the country and you don't get like, you know, the New York LA education education yeah. that it used to be, you can get it. They're coming to you now, or you mm-hmm. can get it on on the internet now. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a different confidence of hairdressers now versus you know when I was in beauty school like 12 years ago it's completely different because I did have that I feel like what I'm hearing you say too it's like this unworthiness like trying to prove against it like it in the inner dialogue is oh you know you didn't graduate college you know you're gonna have to prove to everyone that you're worth it and this and that and so then it's just this constant struggle and you gotta blast that quick because people can feel like feel that mm-hmm. they can feel that they can feel mm-hmm. that in that home cooked meal that you make and that little angst. <laughs> it's like a splash of turmeric. Oh, I wish I was better than this. Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's it's that essence that needs to be broken. That that limiting belief that I'm not worthy. Exactly mm-hmm. needs to go out the door mm-hmm. because it's not true. So maybe use some of Kate's. Uh, Rolling in a fetal position yoga affirmations. <laughs> Ball up. <laughs> awesome. That's so good. Okay. Well, do you want to share with us a technique that you've used um, to kind of get you to where you are? Like a some sort of meditation or a mantra or affirmation or something that Um, all of the hairdressers who are listening can take away from this conversation everything that we just spilled into their ears and you know what what does Kate Ambers do that that they can do to help them get to this place that you are Mm. um well one thing that I use like in the salon Mm -hmm. that has has been my foundation from day one that has I think I started off with some really awesome, I think I was just lucky, but I was pretty successful pretty quick. Um, but I, and I, I get, I accredit it to my massage. I Hmm. massage my clients for a full five minutes and I use all the love 
So there's the home cooked meal. There's my home cooked meal. So it's just the experience. And I have done this since day one. And I kind of, in my mind, telepathically say energetic affirmations to them. And I just feed them this like love during their head massage. Um, And no one misses out on that. Every client gets it. And it has built my business. If you look at my Yelp reviews, it's just like the massage, the massage, the (laughs) massage. And so it's been this foundation of my business, but it's this little offering that I give my clients, an energetic offering of love and light. And so that has been just such a huge part of my business. And then I kind of use that same idea to just put in all of my business and really I think once I had a mentality of sharing love is when I really became passionate about it so I think like sharing information sharing knowledge not when I was you know a new hairstylist I wanted to I would learn a technique and I would just hold it on to myself like I don't want anyone to have this because it's going to make me a better hairdresser Mm -hmm. and Rather, now I learn a technique and I'm like, hey, try this. Like, hey, you can, like, there's an abundance, right? And just, it's so limiting and just coming from such a mindful of lack to not share. Like, there's not enough. And there's so much in this universe that it's like, okay, I want this to just be an opportunity to share. And when I change that mindset with my assistant and teaching my, my assistant, rather than like, okay, you're assisting me. I changed that view to, okay, how can I share with her? How can this be an equal energy exchange? And how can I share my business with people? How can I give more? And once I changed my mindset to a, or my business to a sharing and giving mindset, Mm -hmm. it really flourished and opened up. So that's kind of been my, yeah, my little, Mm -hmm. um, kind of technique is just having a giving mindset. I love that. So whenever you're giving your scalp massage, what are a few of the things that you say? I do the same thing. That's so funny. I kind of, I close my eyes too. Oh, sometimes I do too. Just close my eyes and, you know, do what is it? Cranial sacral where you're, you know, actually feeling their head. Yeah. Moving your fa- oh, I yeah. love giving scalp massage. Sometimes oh, yeah, it feels me too. almost better to me than it does to them, and I'm not even experiencing the mm-hmm. physical pleasure. But I can feel this energy of like when they finally get into a relaxed state, mm-hmm. that you can feel it. And not yeah, that you did that like- to them, but you helped them. It's sharing mm-hmm. your energy. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. you can feel that actual back and yeah. forth. Oh, I love that. And I can see, like, I see them take this deep breath okay. and, like, let everything go. And that brings me so much mm-hmm. pleasure that I'm like, oh, they're relaxed. Like, they've hit this five-minute peak in their day where I've been able to give them a little gift of, like, stillness. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of, I just kind of, like, imagine them being happy and blissful. And then I just say, I love you. Honestly, I really am just like, I love you. And I'm grateful for them for being in my chair. So it's just like, and if I, if I know if I'm personally connected with them and I, know, you know, I've had them for a long time and I know what's going on in their life, I just kind of share a little bit of love and send them love in that situation. Maybe something's going on. Maybe they're looking for a new job. So I'll just kind of like send an affirmation of like, oh, they found their perfect job and 
you know, it depends on the client, but I'm, it's always just, if I know the, the client, if I've had them for a while and I know that they're maybe going through something a little personal or maybe they're searching for a job and, or a new partner, I kind of just send out this little manifestation or affirmation that they've already found it or they've mm-hmm. worked through it or, you know, they're happy and um, just kind of sending them little positive affirmations, but always, always coming from a place of love. Beautiful. Love it. So good. See if we all start doing this more consciously. Who knows what might happen? Everybody's enlightened. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. So Wait, what? I said if we all consciously start doing this, you know, collectively as an industry, just imagine how much impact that'll have you know, that kind of energy being exchanged to the one person sitting in your chair, then that person feeling that energy, taking it out into the world. And then the six people that they see that next hour all feel that same energy and it just keeps multiplying. And I said, everybody's enlightened. (laughs) (laughs) That's how powerful we are as hairdressers. It is. And this is exactly what I'm trying to do. And you are too with our businesses. Mm -hmm. It's just like elevate the vibration of our industry. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Hooray. Are you ready to do your 20 questions about Miss Kate Ambers? Yes, let's do it. All right. I feel like in here I need like a drum roll. Like da 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 Okay. Number one, favorite bands right now? Mm, right now I'm listening to a lot of Odessa. Mm. Two, mm. what are you reading right now? Tune in, and I was supposed to get the author's name, and I totally blanked. But it's called Tune In. It's tapping into your intuition. What does your ideal day off look like? Um, deep in some little hole in the wall restaurant or shop somewhere in another country. <laughs> Favorite podcasts? Have it all, and pursuit with purpose. And anything with Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been a hairdresser? Eight years. In one word, how would you describe the hair industry? Mm, Entrepreneurial. Mm. What is your favorite color? Teal. (laughs) Same. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite crystal? Oh, man. Um, so this is hard. I'm like all of them, obviously. I <laughs> Can I just have earth as the crystal? <laughs> yeah, just lay in a bed of crystal. Um, so visually, I love fluorite, rainbow fluorite. And I think it's um, for harmonizing like spiritual energy, which is and grounding, which is so me. But lately, I've been so called to citrine, like citrine oh, is coming up every and I'm like, what is that about? And I looked it up and it's um, healing spiritual self and self-healing and self-improvement. And I'm like so on this path right now where I'm just like doing a lot of like self-healing. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I think it helps to attract abundance as well. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm bring on the citrine, baby. Yeah. I have some in the salon uh, to attract abundance into there. Ooh, okay. That is, that makes me happy. Yes. Um, let's see. I am going to win that lotto. You no. 
Everybody's going to soul dresser retreats. <laughs> Favorite aroma? Ooh, Bali flower. What it's actually it? in, in it's an incense mm-hmm. and it's called Bali flower. Okay, yum. I love smells. Mm. I'm secretly doing these questions for selfish purposes. <laughs> Favorite service to facilitate behind the chair? This is going to be a weird one. Um, I'm going to say bang trims and fringe. Oh. I know. That's fun. It's very intimate. But, that's the first thing they see. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very impactful, but simple. Yeah. Love that. Uh, favorite food? Carbs. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Same. Is no, bread Thai food? food? Thai food. Yes. <laughs> Most used mantra? I am love. Mm. Mm. Favorite word? Travel. What fascinates you? Energy. Energy in all senses. Energy. What do you want to see change in the hair industry? I want to see more conscious connections between hairdressers and not just between like higher educators, but between like in the salon, salon to salon Mm -hmm. in your community, but just conscious connections between hairdressers. What is a, is your message to your peers? I love you and I want you to have nothing but success. Favorite quote? Mm, I have two, but uh, this is a roomy quote. Love roomy. Your task is not to seek for love but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Okay, what's the other one? We can have <laughs> It's uh, Yogi Bhajan, and it's, what is meditation? When you empty yourself and let the universe into you. Who is the most influential person in your career right now? Mm, honestly my peers Mm. I look around and see so many amazing people especially women doing amazing things that I can't pick one they are all breaking barriers who has been your most impactful mentor in or in in or out of the beauty industry um it is a woman a yoga instructor you guys should look her up her name is Tristina Kennedy and she's a an amazing yoga instructor but she also holds a lot of life-changing transformational retreats, her and her partner, Michael Fong. But she has been just a beautiful friend and mentor before I even knew her so closely as I do now. But she is the reason why I am doing these retreats and how I am so successful today. Awesome. Who else should we interview? I'm asking everybody this because I need some leads. Ooh, mm-hmm. um, you know who I'm I'm kind of crushing on um, is um, are you familiar with a line called Reverie? Yes, Garrett. Garrett from- should I interview Garrett? Garrett Markinson. Um, so I he I'm not crushing on him in like a boy way. 
<laughs> I'm gay. <laughs> I'm gay. I'm but... gay, so not today, <laughs> so Garrett. Not that sorry. Kind of crush. Not that... <laughs> Although he's very handsome, but I crush on him because he talk about conscious. Like his whole line is very chemical conscious, which it has zero chemicals, but he puts so much love and devotion and energy into his line, into his product, that every single small detail down to the glass bottle, that the ink, the ink on the glass bottle bottle is safe to throw away. And you can recycle it and there's zero waste, zero, or I'm sorry, zero toxins and He's just, everything is so consciously thought of and his language around hair, his language around the industry is just so beautiful. So I love listening to him speak. I love watching him present and he's very quiet and a little shy, which I kind of um, like. He is so shy. He's so shy. I met him at Bayou St. Blonde speaking about Bang's stories, his presentation on Fringe. Oh my God, wasn't that everything? Yes, and it's so simple. That's why it's my favorite. It's just like so, such a small change, but so, you know, transformative. And so, yeah, I would say interview Garrett Markinson. He's, I love his work and I'm, I watch everything he does and just kind of, you know, secretly stalking him. (laughs) We all have those people, those people in the hair industry where we're like, man, they're so cool. And then I just, this actually just happened to me recently. And I, uh, you know, you get in front of them finally and you're like, I don't even freaking know what to say because there's so many things you want to say that you don't even, you're just like, hi. (laughs) So stupid. No, I'm just kidding. It's rarely when like boys do this to me, you know, where I'm like get a little nervous, but we, we, we actually ate dinner um, or kind of like late lunch together in a group and he was with us and um, he had these cool sunglasses and I asked to like, I was like, Hey, what kind of sunglasses are those? And I like stuttered and choked over my words when I'm like, can I see your sunglasses? (laughs) I was so nervous. And I'm like, why am I nervous? It's like a boy. Like I'm not, I don't get nervous around boy. You know, it's just so funny, but he's just so cool and so um, modest. And it's the modesty that's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're just like, yeah. So he doesn't think he's like too cool. He just is naturally cool. It's that energy thing. It's like this, when you're around people who are, is equally open or more than you it's like mm-hmm. almost overwhelming mm-hmm. to sit in it yeah you're like oh but my gosh woo, woo. and just honoring him as like an entrepreneur like he and the way that he ran his business is so like that's what I'm so impressed by I mean he really had an idea and it was true to himself like talk about authenticity right like we were talking about authenticity that to like watching him just everything was so true to himself and what he believed and his passion that he wouldn't settle for anything less that to me was just so honorable and I'm like okay that's how I want to run my business and that's what I like truly look up to him for I love it I'm reaching out to him it's happening. yeah do it <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Kate. This has been awesome. Seriously. Oh my. I could just talk to you all day long. I'm like, oh, I forgot we're recording. I'm like, can we just keep going? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like a five-hour podcast. I know, right? We'll just have to keep doing these. See, I'll just have to have Kate series. We're just, yeah, just I'll Kate. have to come up with my own podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I can have you. Yes. I'll be on. Give me a holler. Yeah. 
Um, well, I will put all of the information about Soul Dresser Retreats uh, and all the ways you can reach out to Kate so you can check out all the amazing things she's doing because seriously, you are just going to fall in love with her if you haven't already in this last hour. And Thanks. um thank you so much again for being on and we will talk to you soon. Thanks Kelly, love you. Love you too. Okay. <laughs> Bye. I hope you guys love this episode of Limitless Hairdresser with Kate Ambers from Soul Dresser Retreats. I will absolutely put all the links below so you can contact her, check out all the things she has to offer with Soul Dresser and just maybe make a new friend. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot of yourself listening to the episode, put it in your stories, tag your friends, share it with everyone, and don't forget to subscribe so that all of the latest episodes go right to your phone. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon.